All right. So, you know, I want to talk about um, something that I'm doing right now, and it's it's about really sometimes as a writer, you're going through, you get some critique back, and you're sitting there wondering, why do I do that? So here I have, I have a character that's running around with this oil lamp. In my latest series, it's Lucius Samuel Stockholm. And he's going down into his cellar. And apparently this lamp that he has, it just it just burns through so much oil. And I have no idea why I keep putting that in there where he has to keep continuously filling up this lamp. I mean, it's, you know, probably a lamp that should burn for several hours. So I don't know why he keeps running out of oil so quickly. I mean, I did read back in the late 1800s. Uh, probably mid 1800s, 1860s, 70s, or something like that. That um, and maybe even all the way up into the 90s. I'm trying to remember exactly when, but you know they did have uh, oil lamps that the wicks were thicker. Uh, they weren't thin like the ones that you might see now. If you ever had an oil lamp, I had them growing up. We had a few. Um, I don't think I own one now, but it, sometimes I think I'd like to go back out and buy one just so I have it. So I can sit here maybe in my lantern light and write, <laughs> which might be kind of fun. Uh, have you ever like shut down all the lights in your house and, and just lit candles? Yeah, it's pretty interesting, right? How people lived at a time before. Um, how, how were they living? They were living by candlelight, by lantern light. They didn't have all this electrical lighting that we have today where we just walk in and a flick of the switch boom we can see everything oh no no it was like walking into a uh, <laughs> it was like walking into a dark house with your candle light was how you were able to see where you're going uh, or you just kind of walked in and you kind of knew where you set things down and you had to have some kind of matches right in order to you know, like that candle, like that lamp or whatever it is. So you can see where you're going. I mean, I just think about that. I think about how people used to live in the 1800s and before that too. I mean, you know, electricity, I think kind of came around and started begin becoming pretty big in the late 1800s. Wasn't quite yet prevalent in the houses though. I don't think so. Maybe hotels, but it was like late 1800s going into, into the very late, late 1800s. Like, probably late nineties. Um, <clears throat> it was probably when electricity was starting to be, you know, making it to the houses a little bit more. So, but some of the research that I've done, and I mean, it depends on the city too, right? Some cities were, were a little further ahead than other cities. Uh, the city that I'm working with or thinking about is a city of Ohio, um, you know, off the Ohio river there. So, you know, they, they were, I think they might've had electric trolleys, you know, electric cars, trolley cars uh, that were in the streets. and But they still had gas lamps throughout the city itself. Um, and uh, electricity, you know, I think maybe there were some other cities, maybe like New York or Chicago. I'd have to go back and read. I don't always just retain all this information in my head. I wish I could. I just can't catalog it that way. But I do remember, you know, as I'm going through and doing some research that, you know, some cities were working on lighting. And they were trying to get that out there. And I remember, you know, with Edison, I think he was primarily into uh, direct current. 
And I'm trying to remember the other gentleman's name, but he was all for alternating current. And, uh, you know, they were kind of like a battle between the two, um, you know, which one's going to win out. Well, you know, we all know what, what won, alternate current, right? I mean, because alternate current can go further, um, you know, carrying the uh, amperage that it needs to power devices. It can be, you know, it can go a lot further. So it's a little easier to, um, to uh, you know, uh, you know, for mainly for like, uh, power lines, long distance transmission lines, if you will. And, uh, and then down into the house, I mean, it won at, at the residential as well. I mean, it's almost like thinking about ATM versus ethernet. Now I'm kind of getting a little geeky here. Uh, ATM asynchronous transfer mode. A lot of people probably don't even know what the hell that is. Well, I mean, that was just basically a smaller byte packet that was developed primarily for real-time communications. Um, <clears throat> and where, and, and it was, it was also based, I think on like a primary, like hardware, hardware addressing schemes. So it was more like a layer two. I'm, I know I'm kind of getting a little deep into this stuff, so don't worry about it. It's just a, a, a protocol being used to transport, uh, primarily voice communications, but it also could carry data. So just think of that, um, where ethernet, and a lot of us use Ethernet, right? Was doing the same thing, and a lot of people, were, you know, thought ATM was going to win out, that it was going to take over not only at the transport layer, but you know, the backbone, the transporting between cities. Um, but it was also going to win at the residential, all the way down to the desktop, and they were fighting that battle. And uh, Ethernet won. Ethernet won because it was just. I think there was a little bit more dynamics there. It was a little easier to implement and deploy. Um, where ATM was a little bit more, uh, more, more challenging to deploy, especially around the routing. Uh, it had like an NSAP address, this big ass, <laughs> I think it was a hexadecimal NSAP address that you had to put into all these devices in order to route packets to the correct locations. But anyway, uh, I'm kind of comparing <laughs> a little bit here between like AC and DC back in the late 1800s to maybe some protocols, you know, in the nineties, I think it was. Yeah, it was in the late 90s, actually, uh, when the ATM and Ethernet were battling it out. But anyway, uh, it's just um, something interesting because I'm sitting here reading, like, why well, I'm getting this critique coming back from my story consultant. Like, why does the lamp keep running out of oil? <laughs> and I have to stop and think about it. I'm like, okay. Yeah, I mean, this guy keeps running out of oil and I... And he kind of explains why, because it's this old lamp that he got and it's not one of the newer lamps and it's got a, a rounded wick that tends to suck up the kerosene a lot more quickly and burns a little hotter and he ends up singeing his finger on the lamp, you know, because it burns too hot, but he doesn't quite have the money to get something a little more advanced, uh, you know, get the better technology. It's, it's, um, you know, it's like somebody you know, running around with a flip phone versus, you know, uh, touch phone today <laughs> you know he's he's got the flip version of his lantern it is just causing him all kinds of headaches right so this is his life this is lucius stockholm's lucius Savo stockholm's life in the late 1800s um and i i think it's funny and i like it i like kind of digging into the past it, it's interesting to to see where 
things used to be and where things are going now. And, uh, <laughs> you know, it's just amazing the technology and how everything has just changed so much, you know, and, and we don't really think about it. But, you know, at the end of, at the end of today, I think I'm going to go out and find me a lantern. <laughs> I'm going to go get me a kerosene lantern. And I'm going to set that up tonight. I'm going to do it. I'm going to set it up tonight and I'm going to sit down and write. I'm going to light that lantern and I'm going to write by lantern light. That's what I'm doing tonight. So that's going to be fun. I'm going to, it's going to be really cool. I think, uh, looking forward to the experience. Maybe I can enlist my wife to come <laughs> and sit with me as I write by lantern light. Well, I don't know. She probably won't find that so interesting, but anyway, I do. And, uh, I just wanted to kind of talk a little bit about, you know, continuity issues, I guess you could call them, but, uh, make sure, you know, if you got a character, um, and something keeps happening over and over again, that you either have a really good reason why it's happening. And if you don't have a great reason for it, you just might want to cut it. All right. Thanks for listening. And uh, we'll talk to you all later. Bye.